Welcome back to the White Gray Black Weekly Manga Podcast. My name is Bruce, the producer of the White Gray Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is Gautam. Hello, hello. This is the podcast where we talk about all the latest, greatest Japanese manga releases. Welcome to a little manga book club. Thank you for being here. This week, we are going to talk about the bombshell of incest. You heard that right. Potential <laughs> incest that dropped in Oshinoko, chapter 123. We're going to catch up on all the new shonen, see how they're doing. Uh, and we'll have a final check-in on, in on Mashal, Magic, and Muscles as that published its final chapter back on Sunday. Let's kick it off with a bang, or what hopefully does not end in any banging. Uh, Oshinoko, in the end of the last chapter, uh, Ruby... I guess I will say Aqua confronted Ruby about their reincarnation, which has not come up in a long time. Um, right. And because Ruby was spiraling, right? Completely spiraling. So she is like, she's desperately, she's happy, right? That her sensei, who she was very attached to in, this is all chapter one stuff. So, uh, I kind of want to go back and like read chapter one after this, just to to refresh my memory. But um, there's a lot of sort of like both of them dealing with this truth that they that they know about each other. Because I think uh, the reason Aqua reveals this is that he wasn't sure. I think he had his suspicions, but he knew we'd gotten him falling around her old mother. And stuff like that, and we got some some backstory in the last couple of chapters about how bad a mom she was, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, this is like an emotional breakdown for Ruby, who's like, "Oh my god, it's the, the she she goes through and says, uh, da, 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 da. I don't think I read the pictures of it, but she goes through and is essentially like, I was like, I like named the group so that you would find us. I was watching for you at every performance we had." It's clear that some of the moments that we did not follow Ruby for were planned for her around attracting the attention of uh, this doctor, the sensei. She she did say it uh, throughout the throughout the manga too. Or she did. Okay, I wasn't remembering. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's interesting, and you can see like the star in her eye go from black back to its normal shining. Yeah, I think I have color. that one here. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that that's a cool. She she turned off the the Sharingan from Naruto and <laughs> I uh, was literally gonna mention I've business. never seen Naruto, but I know there's something about eyes and Sharingan, and I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna yeah, uh, yeah, I I think and, and I uh, I read like fifteen chapters. I was like pretty far behind. Uh, I read like fifteen chapters today, um, okay. or like ten. I don't know something like that. But either way, uh, it's very clear how kind of damaged ruby is as a human being uh because she her parental figures completely abandoned her and she didn't come to grip with that reality that she was unloved by her parents till just now because uh, logically you can't as a kid and be okay right uh yeah so there's also kind of the reversal of coming to terms with sort of being abandoned and unloved by one parent and but having her sensei, this doctor who was kind of her other parental figure who she looked up to, who she, I think, had previously felt abandoned by, having that person come back is, like, this huge emotional weight, uh, like, lifted or placed on her, one or the other. It, it causes her to be very emotional, obviously. Um, right. And, and it is, it is well, looking, quote-unquote, incesty. Uh, at the moment, but yeah, I, we I get uh, so we get the appearance again of this weird. So there's sort of the very this very minor supernatural element in Oshinoko, which is just kind of the rebirth stuff, the reincarnation, and then this girl with crows. Um, and we've seen crows, ravens. I think they're crows. Um, we've seen her a couple of times. She yeah. showed up to I believe to lead someone to find the dead doctor's body right wasn't she around for that part she led aqua to his own body and mm. I don't remember if she led Ruby right I, I think yeah, Kana I found it right or someone else was it Kana? Uh, I think Kana and Ruby saw it 
or something like oh, that. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, I, I don't know. She don't talked know, to Aqua a few times and, and says cryptic stuff about the game he's playing. Yeah, but she's kind of an unexplained... I don't, I don't know what to make of this character yet. Because, um, again, it's only she's only appeared a couple of times. Uh, she appears to have sort of meta-knowledge, outside knowledge, god powers, god knowledge. I, I don't even know how to, how to put it. Um, but it's interesting here that she says, like, this is a clear failure caused by your naivete. You're not... Uh, in the end, you're not cut out for revenge, but I guess I can give you a little bit of sympathy. From your point of view, it'd be easier for you if she hated you. This is, I think this character is just Aqua's PTSD. Mm. Could be. Uh, unless I'm forgetting parts where she actually appeared in front of other people, I think, uh, it, which could be the case, who knows? It, it seems like it could just be PTSD. And it is a red herring for the supernatural aspect of this, which there is one, right? There has mm-hmm. to be. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I have no idea. I, it's, I only say that because she's talking about every single one of his decisions and saying that's a bad move. Because logically, Aqua probably knows this is a bad move, or thinks, at least from his per- perspective, right, that yeah. getting emotionally entangled doesn't make for good revenge, right? Like, since he's solely committed to that, quote-unquote. Yeah, and it also, I mean, yeah, there's also an angle of getting the revenge involves committing a a quote-unquote unforgivable, you know, a crime that will get him in jail or killed himself or something, potentially. Um, right. Which is kind of another, I think what she's implying here is kind of another betrayal of, you know, she's abandoning Ruby again for a, a second or third time, depending on how you look at it. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. This is this is the weird part of Oceanoko for me. I don't quite know what to think about this character, what she means. I think potentially her just being internal PTSD is possible. I do think she appears more real than that to me. She appears mm-hmm. more like 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 I was saying. Like the only other sort of supernatural element is this girl and the fact that the two characters reincarnated. So yeah, don't know what to make of her. All right, let's do it. Um, at the very end, this is the last page of the chapter. There's a flashback to, I think, chapter one of Ruby saying, you said that you'd marry me when I turned 16, right? And then she's got a seductive look in her eyes and she has like changed clothes and says, Sensei, I've already turned 16. I I think your girl just needs some therapy. Um, to be honest, because I, I, it sounds, she, she gets like, same thing with I, right? She got like obsessed with her mm-hmm. because the her and the doctor are the only two adults in her life that made her feel any kind of good yeah, at her worst points. So I, I think, I don't know. It, it just seems like a kid confusing romantic love for yeah it, it, just any kind of affection or attention in general. Yeah. Which um, is, which is, I'm not gonna yeah. say common, but is, well, we've seen this in stories before. Um, let me let me lead with this because you and I have both read the entirety of uh, Kaguya Sama, so we are familiar with Akakasaka's jokes. Mm-hmm. Do you, is this going to be true? So I'm going to ask: Is this going to be treated seriously? And I'm going to I'm going to caveat that at the very end by saying uh, Oshinoko is going on break for two weeks. This is the last page we'll get for for two weeks, three weeks technically. Um, but that being said, do, do you think this is going to be just a haha funny joke? It's Aka Akasaka, which, or is this going to be treated more seriously as, okay, now Ruby has to deal with her feelings of, you know, the, her knight in shining armor has returned and she needs to, she wants him, but it's her brother now. What do you think? It is definitely the latter. Uh, it, it is going to be, she's going to be obsessive over him. And it's going to be something they have to deal with because uh, the last few chapters before this were exploring the way Ruby thinks, how she's desperately alone, uh, has always felt desperately alone, mm-hmm. and uh, like latches on to uh, latches on and it, like obsesses over the only two people that made her happy. So I I don't think Aka will. Just be like, okay, 
let's turn this into a goof and walk away, right? Because they did the scene setting of this being emotional trauma for her. Right. And this being an out or this this behavior is not like I don't think this is played to to be healthy or a goof. I, I think right, this will right. have to be addressed in one way or another. Okay. I'll t- I'll because I am I'll admit I am split 50-50 on this. I legitimately think page 1 of the next chapter could be like literally uh Aqua just being like what would brother and sister know? Are you stupid? And it's like, you know, gag panels. Like I would not surprise me to read that. It would also not surprise me to read what you are talking about, which is you know, Aqua rejecting and her dealing with it and it this being a no, you don't actually love me as your brother you love the past doctor but that is also wrong and i'm not that person anymore um i'm i legitimately flip a coin i couldn't tell you which one it'll be i i'm kind of leaning towards i think this is a funny joke by by Aka, but i don't i don't know um, i am 100 confident that this i'm sure there'll be a gag or two but i'm 100 confident yeah. that this will be played straight because otherwise it would be bad writing and with all the scene setting Aka did I just can't see that being the case um, yeah I don't know I don't think it necessarily turns into bad writing if the sort I of it, I guess I'll say this that um well let's okay let's do it with a question what do you th- you kind of answered it already I think but let's reiterate what do you think Aqua's response to her saying this is right do, do you think Aqua is instant rejection is it is he considering it is it confusion how do you think Aqua responds to this I think Aqua will give a cold reply and leave because he doesn't know how to respond to that because he doesn't know how to respond to most people's emotions pretty well. Mm, Very okay. well. Aqua is not really a person with high EQ. He is very intelligent, has a very high IQ, but in in terms of responding to other people and addressing other people's feelings, he is maybe the worst character at that. You know, uh, I think that... I wonder about the thing- that. The thing with Ruby recently, where where he he opened up, that he he got he did that honestly, right, and that came from the heart. But I don't think he is capable of doing that very often, as seen with Akane and Kana, right? Like he has been very bad about it. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know if I necessarily agree that he's a low emotional type. I would say that he is more. It's more that he just does not care about that. I don't think he's necessarily bad or stupid at it. It's just that is not his priority. It has not his not been his priority for the majority of the story, right? The majority of the story has been, I am focused on manipulating the people around me or using the tools that I have around me to find my mother's killer, find the information that I need to get revenge, and then I will be safe. And I think that he not is quite. smart enough... I don't know. I think that he's smart enough to know about those emotional things because I think he uses those emotions to manipulate like you mentioned kana um and some of the other girls and people he's doing a bad job at manipulating anybody because he's not good at that and and i think this is you like after their big stage play with that uh ripoff demon slayer thing that they Mm -hmm. did um he had a meltdown about both of these girls liking him and had a panic attack because uh he he was just kind of just he thought them liking him and being together with either of these girls is just a terrible thing to do. And, you know, like, it'll ruin their life. And he goes out of their way to help their image multiple times. Mm. I think while he says he's using them as tools and manipulating them for his cause, it's just something he's telling himself. Yeah. Uh, I think, actually, I, you're right on that. He I cares think, yeah. too much, you know? Yeah, I think there, I think that he, I think you're absolutely right that the the uncaring I am only focused on revenge facade has fallen a couple times. And do you see that Aqua is actually, in fact, just like usually a decent guy who who doesn't do every, he says internally, oh, I'm doing everything to get this revenge, but that is not actually what he's doing. He's actually doing real helpful things. Um, we'll see. This is, he's, he's just deluding himself, right? Um, yeah. I think he is more, I, I guess I will say this. I think he is more, um, he's more cognizant of other people's feelings than he necessarily is of his own. Um, I think he's aware of, he's aware of these girls liking him. He's aware, and he knows that he can use that. Um, and he now kind of, he, I think understood, 
I think he understands the way Ruby feels from all this stuff. So I don't think he's like, I, I don't get it. I don't get how, why other people feel like this. I think it's more that it's the inter- his his feelings that he hasn't really dealt with rather than he doesn't understand how other people feel. So, uh, Yeah, you're, it's, it's not emotional intelligence. That's the wrong word. I think he's just awkward. I think he's just an awkward person um, yeah. and doesn't, doesn't know how to address other people's emotions, even though he understands that. It's a little bit um, of um, like Chunibio ish yeah right? where it's yeah. like he's or, kind or, of thinks he's the dark demon lord bent on yeah, revenge exactly. but he's actually not he's like role-playing that um yeah and i do think that the i do think the story is generally moving in a direction where he will either have to choose to give everything up to get that revenge or not give it up and not get revenge and that'll kind of be his big choice at the end um that's kind of where, where the story seems to be going to me but uh We'll have to see. It'll it'll be an interesting two weeks. I will say this this panel or this chapter has set the world on fire. Um, I checked the Oshinoko subreddit. This chapter has I think like fifteen hundred upvotes, and it had like three thousand comments, like double <laughs> comments. Um, there was someone posted a picture of the uh, slash a four chan anime board. I think was talking about this, or maybe there's a manga board. I don't I don't remember, but. Uh, or no, it was like, and it was like live Discord reactions when the chapter dropped, and people were like, because this has always been like a bit of a meme in the background of people talking like, oh, if if Ruby knew that Aqua was Sensei, she would be in love with him. Haha, ha, incest, lol. Um, I'm sure there's some people that take it, you know, quote unquote, seriously, that the shippers or whatever you want to say. Um, but this has always been kind of a joke, and in the span of two or three chapters, uh, Mengo and Akka have given a, like, have, they haven't fully resolved it, but they have kind of presented exactly what all these people were joking about for a long time, which is another one of those reasons it makes me think this might, this might just be played off for a little bit of a joke. I, I, I still am unsure about it, but I don't remotely see that. And we'll I, have to I, see, don't, yeah. I don't think it's even people calling it with a joke. I think this was an inevitability. Like, I, I feel like it, it's not calling it when it's obvious. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because this was about to happen. It's just, it's in the well, I mean, I think that the, it's like obvious character. I yeah. Um, well, I think that the obvious part was like the twins will figure out at some point who their past lives were. I think the, the fallout after that of, okay, is does Ruby then turn that into, I'm literally in love with my reincarnated brother, ex-doctor sensei, or is it more like, I'm so happy my protector is still here. I do not want to bone him. And oh, I'm just just saying, I think it is I think it is wild and funny that Akka went with the this she literally like changed her clothes and has flirty eyes at her brother. And that's I, wild. I, I just I just think that's that is I, I don't know. It, if this seemed like a twist to people, I, I don't this seems so obvious to me. I guess I guess I it's just so, like a, I mean, a moment I I don't know. Yeah, it, this isn't necessarily a twist to me. This is clearly one of the several paths that were obvious. But I, yeah, I, I need to go back maybe and read the last two or three chapters because in the flashback stuff, I do remember a couple of weeks ago in the flashback stuff, um, Sarina, right, Ruby's past persona, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it showed her being like a lot more in love with Sensei than I remembered. Although, again, I haven't read chapter one in however it's been three years two years um so maybe that that i think maybe was more of the like hey remember she was like actually desperately in love with this doctor at the time um yeah i i i I do think you're probably right i oshinoko has not played a lot of things as straight jokes um Sometimes they're a little funny, but they're usually, it's usually not like a chapter ending bombshell comes back on the first page with a joke, right? Kaguya sama did that. Um, right, right. Sometimes, right? Not not every time, but uh, Oshinoko doesn't really do that. So I think that you're yeah. right. That I think that this will, this will be treated probably more seriously. Although I will say, if, if it turns out that it is literally treated more like a joke on page one, I, like you're saying, I don't think that would fit the characters in the story quite as well, but it wouldn't, I would not put it past, uh, Akka to, to, to troll us like that. I, I, I just don't see how that, it's like, Hey, let me tell you a character's trauma. Now let's dunk on it. Uh, I don't know. That just seems crazy to me. Yeah. I think, Oh, I think I, it, I, I guess it would be more like, um, Aqua's response to this might be more memey 
and then Ruby's response to his rejection or whatever might be the serious part, right? Like, I, I I think she I think she'll keep pursuing him, right? I think he'll he'll be awkward and lame, and then she'll keep she'll keep trying. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I think that's how it goes, right? Yeah, I don't. I think that's maybe more the part where I'm confused is that his his response could be like a you know a heartfelt like no, I'm sorry, you have to move on, you can't, we're brother and sister, or it could be. Like you were saying, just a cold, just kind of like, what? No, you know, move on. And then she'll have to keep trying. I think what the, I think what the shippers and the memers and the people who were kind of playing into this previously are, uh, are wondering is, is there a chance that Aqua is like, yes, no, I don't think so. Right. I, I think that's clearly not on the table, but, um, you, you lots can, of people can... hold that hope in their hearts, Gautam. So don't let it die. I, I, I... I will fucking eat a shoe. And I'm not even joking. I'm not even kidding. I will eat a shoe if that happens because it's not happening. Is there is there a potential? Here's here's a question. Let me hold on. Let me go back to one of the past pictures. I think it's the Okay, so this very first this is the very first page of this chapter. Um Aqua does not is not very emotional here, is what I will say. Is it possible? that Aqua plays into Ruby's crush love for him and uses that to manipulate her. Because I think that is an option. I think him sort of saying, yes, I love you or something, but it's not the truth. It's a way to manipulate her to get her to do something that he wants. Right. Um, I could see that being an option. I don't, I don't know how, how likely that is. I think it's less likely, but I could see that being an option. I'll see. I, I guess I just haven't seen him manipulate the girls right like he's just gotten them career opportunities and yeah. helped out their public image and saved one of them from suicide uh narked on himself to, uh so the other one didn't get a scandal out of her like he says he's manipulated like he was talking to kana right and he gave off a vibe that he flattered her slightly and she was very excited he's like mm. so easily manipulated it's like you're not manipulating anyone. Well, you're you not nice to a girl who needs it. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. You've manipulated like nobody so far, right? Aside from like uh, directors and yeah, like uh, I don't know, reporters and shit. Yeah. Aside from them, I don't think you've manipulated any of the girls near you. Yeah, he Akane has helped you, sure, but she wanted to do that, and she found out all that shit on her own, right? She's yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is. I, this is so interesting, I think, to talk about because I do, well, I think you're right that I think you've hit on probably the most likely path forward for the story. Um, Aka and Oshinoko has not always chosen that path, which is why I'm kind of excited to see where this does actually go. Because uh, I could see it being something wild or something a little weird or something a little not not totally typical here. So, Can you think of a time when Aka's, like manipulated one of the girls he, like, I mean, for his he, benefit? He used Ruby when she was doing her reporting job to get a hold of one of the dudes in show business, right? But that was less like, I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't really like putting her in a bad situation. He was just kind of saying like, if you're in this situation, which is good for you and and publicity and all that, I will also use that to my benefit. Um, I want to say he used Akane also a little bit to get in with, uh, with someone, but you're definitely right that he is not he is not taking advantage of these girls in a way that puts them in bad or negative situations. He's taking advantage of them in a way that lifts them up or puts them in uh, like more prestigious show business situations so that he can then also be in those situations. So yeah, it is kind of a win-win. There's a little bit of the stuff uh, with Kana and the director that I'm I trying to think about where they, there was like the the picture was taken for the tabloid or whatever, but I don't I don't remember how much of that was set up with Aqua or not, or if or if he, I, he gained didn't anything that from that. He he didn't set that up. And yeah, I, I don't think he set that up anyway. Not that I'm remembering. And he was about to help out Kana, but she's like, I don't I don't need it. It's fucking. Um, and yeah. then he did anyway, right? Uh, like I, I I don't know. It's just it's just funny. Like he. He is a good manipulator. He is intelligent. He has a plan, but I don't think he manipulates the people he likes, even though he claims yeah. to want to, or claims which, he did or can. Yeah, which uh, is which I think leads, and this this will be my final thought here. I I thinking about where the series is going. I think this kind of it could end 
it could end in a in a bad or melancholy way where Aqua, you know, dies to get revenge and then lets everybody else live their life, or it could end in a good way where he chooses not to do that. I think this is more leaning towards it's going to end in a way that is more, um, more positive for all involved and less revengey. I think that dealing with the revenge, I think the revenge will be dealt with. I don't think this is going to be. Aqua sort of giving up his humanity to deal the killing blow to this guy and then, you know, going to jail or dying himself or something like that. I, d- I think that we're, I think the things that you've pointed out, especially of Aqua tends to just be a good guy underneath it all, even though he thinks he's this dark, manipulative, you know, bad boy or whatever. Um, I think that it's going to be more, I, I think the story is more about moving on and coming to terms with you don't have to get revenge and you you know and i mean even in this chapter we got a little bit of um uh do i have it here yeah i I don't think i got a picture of it but there's a little bit of aqua telling ruby here that's like, like yeah i like our mom was a liar but you're not and you can't be that and you shouldn't be that you should be better than that and i think that there's a little bit of that buried in in Aqua also of, of being able to be better than uh, your past. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I, I agree with what you said. I, I see this ending positive. It, it, it'll probably be a, the best revenge is a life well lived kind of situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they all need therapy. <laughs> uh, yeah. This <laughs> get, is get very, the I mean, therapist, man. Yeah. Well, I'm the movie still has to be produced. I, that might be actually the end of the series might be kind of the ending of the movie movie being released, produced, uh, cause of the flashbacks we saw early on, but yeah. Um, any other thoughts on Oshinoko one was this one twenty three? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I see this concluding as well. I think, um, with Kana quitting the Komachi, I think, uh, that is effectively wrapping up a, a big part of the narrative with the group or, hinting at a conclusion there um, and somewhat wrapping up Kana's arc uh, more or less. We'll see more of her, of course. But... She'll suffer more for sure. Kana will suffer yeah. more in this story. Uh, and we'll, we have to see what Akane does to stop Aqua's plan. Um, yeah. I, that'll... people thought we haven't talked about this recently, but Akane has gotten a lot of death flags. Um, and, but she has not died. And there were mul- there have been multiple times in the past, I guess year probably, year, year and a half, where Akane, it's been like, oh, she's like, that's a huge death flag. But Akka has not done it, which is, again, which is one of those things that I mentioned earlier about Akka has surprised us with the directions he's taken because he does not always choose the most obvious path, which I, which he is sometimes writing in, right? The most obvious path is Kana would have, you know, died for her involvement and Akka would have sunken deeper into, you know, darkness or whatever, but he hasn't done that. So I, I'm curious. I don't know. I, Oshinoko is great. This is a fantastic series. Aka Akasaka is an amazing writer. Cool. Uh, let's see. I think the other big thing that happened here is... Do I have Anime Expo next? I think I do. No. Wait, where is... Yeah, there it is. Um, let's do... Let's talk about... Because Anime Expo happened this past weekend. Um, that is a big place for... Manga translation announcements, manga announcements, and anime stuff, anime adaptations. Uh, let's just, I will go through a quick bullet point read of a list, and you tell me, you pick one or two things that you want to talk about, and I'll pick one or two things. Um, let's go through all the anime announcements first. A uh, new season of Black Butler was announced. That show is like 10 or more years old. I think 2000, maybe 11 was the last time we got uh, one of those seasons. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, we, that's been a while. Yeah, we mentioned it maybe two or three weeks ago, but a Suicide Squad Isekai was announced, which uh, we called <laughs> two weeks ago, I think. Uh, that's getting help from the ReZero author and the VV Fluite something song author. I don't remember. Those are two other kind of very popular Isekais. Um, the Hokkaido Girls are super adorable, which I read a lot of before it fell off and got really bad. Uh, that anime is coming out in January next year, 2024. Uh, a Studio Bones original anime titled Metallic Rogue. Looks kind of like a Power Rangers girl, maybe mecha thing. Uh, it was really interesting. That was announced and shown a trailer for. Uh, we got a trailer for Undead Unluck, which is done by David Production. David Production, most well known for oh. JoJo and Fire Force. That's going to hit in October, so that's coming pretty soon. Not next season, but the one after. They're um, great. 
Uh, this is a big one. New season of Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt from Trigger, oh, who acquired the rights back okay. from Gynex. That's the um, hypest one. That's the hypest one, and I won't have anyone <laughs> saying anything otherwise. I'm yeah, so excited. Uh, let's let's come back to it at the end. Uh, we got a trailer for the Fryerin. Uh, what is the Beyond Journey's End? Is the English trailer for that, or the English title for that? Um, that is coming out September 29th, 2023. So, uh, and the first episode is going to be a two hour special, which I think this is great. I think because the first chapter of Fryerin is like. I don't know, 100 pages, 70 pages or something. Um, so it's probably going to cover... I, I, My assumption here is this will probably cover all the way through uh, Fryerin and Fern kind of leaving together and starting their journey. Uh, that'll be the first the first thing. Um, uh, Pluto, uh, which i The, the first spoken, episode? Yeah, the first episode, the two-hour oh, okay. special. Yeah. So. Um, Pluto, which I sp- have spoken very highly about, the Netflix anime is going to be eight episodes each near or over an hour long, which is about, I think, about right on length. I think that is 60 or 70, uh, 60 or 70 chapters. So you assume that each chapter is generally half an episode. So this should be about right in timing. Um, there's a brand new Spice and Wolf adaptation. No, no season three for those of us who wished for it. Nope, they are going to restart it. And then maybe we'll also get a season three. Uh, restarting the story, so but that is also cool. Um, yeah, and then very popular VTuber Mori Clype, made a song for One Piece preview, and it is a bop, and it got like a million views in like two days or something I saw. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. She's uh, very popular in Japan. The people in the West are a little split on her, but so yeah, which uh, you want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. Is that what you want to talk about? Uh, Panty and Stocking? That's, that's fucking hype. So, like, like, watch the first season. I know it's a, it's a little older uh, now, but how old is it now? It is, Ten years old? It's 12, like a, is it like 2010? I want to say it was like 2011, 2012, or something, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, 2012. You're right. 2012, so it's about okay. a, a decade old now. Um, Eleven years. It is hilarious. Uh, it has an amazing English dub uh, because of all the fussing and cussing. And the voice actors just go hard. It's great. Uh, and it has an awesome soundtrack. That's that's something I'm hyped about too for mm-hmm. season two as well. Like the show's gonna be hilarious, but the soundtrack is gonna be like is gonna be on played on repeat when I run. Yeah. This is one I'm of the so few sorry. holes I have in my because I'm a huge trigger fan. I've seen I think I've seen everything they've done except for I've not seen all of Space Patrol Luluco. I have oh, I not seen all of What's the, is it like Skull Cop, Flame Cop? What's the Inferno Cop. Inferno Cop. There you go. I don't see all of them, also although good. I think Inferno Cop might still be Gynax branded. Um, no, that's and, Trigger. Is it, is it still Trigger? Okay. And then yeah. Panty and Stocking, I know, is, although technically it is Gynax branded, that is still essentially just the, the Trigger team doing that. I have not seen this. So it's like, I like pulled it up yesterday. I was like, all right, where can I watch it? And I almost turned it on. And I didn't. I was like, but I think, I think I'm going to do it tonight. Because um, oh, I, awesome. Trigger it's is, funny. yeah, I love uh, Pretty much everything Trigger's done, the things that I think that they have done poorly have essentially just been that didn't have enough episodes, and so it ended too soon. Um, uh, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Ninja Slayer, um, but I I never saw Ninja was, Slayer. It was a shit post, just like Inferno Cop was a shit post. Um, gotcha. But I don't think it was as funny as uh, Inferno Cop. Um, either way, uh, Penny and Stocking is great. I think you'll like it a lot. Uh, I, I, I know I will. I've raunchy, seen though. scenes from it. It looks great. The trailer they released was hype. Um, it is very raunchy humor. It, it's not highbrow humor. So uh, go in expecting raunchy humor. Yeah, very sexual. I'm aware of what happens at the end even, but that will not ruin it for me. Um, I'll pick my one little thing out. Let's talk about Suicide Squad Isekai, which we correctly predicted, I think, two or three weeks ago when the, when the leak of this came out that the DC and... Um, DC and Wit Studio were going to work together. And we both said, I said, well, I think it's probably going to be like a Justice League Isekai, but it would probably be more interesting if it was Suicide Squad. And we got a trailer, and it is Suicide Squad, although the only person we saw was, we saw Joker and we saw Harley Quinn. I don't think Joker's going to be in it. Uh, he's not generally part of the Suicide Squad. Um, I don't, I think it would be fun for him to be in another world. I just, I don't want to see what he'd yeah. do. Like, what's he going to do outside of Gotham? Um, yeah, but I, I do know. think, I mean, uh, kind of reiterating what we said a couple weeks ago when we <laughs> correctly called this one out. Um, this will be pretty fun because the Suicide Squad is much more 
much less superpowered, much less overpowered, right? Harley is not a superhuman. Um, Captain Boomerang, technically not a superhuman. Uh, King Shark, just a shark man. I'm trying to think who else. Like Deadshot, just a really good shot. Like most of these people are just kind of like, oh, I have a one specific skill. Uh, most of them are not supers. I did see, I think, on one of the promotional images, uh, Harley was wearing, I want to say it was, um, it was like Deadshot and one or two other like pins. Let's see if I can go find that picture because I wanted to see. Um, I, I'm i curious. Uh, they'll be overpowered in like an isekai, right? Because they have guns. <laughs> For sure, I think they will be. I uh, I, I, I'm, it I think it'll be refreshing because an isekai is usually a self-insert type of character. But the Suicide Squad being a bunch of shitheads in a new world sounds awesome. Yeah, here we go. So she's got a pin. She's got three pins on here. It's like Joker, Deadshot, and Peacemaker. Um, which, shout out to the Peacemaker TV show. If you have not watched that, that is a very good, very cool TV show. Um, so I wonder if these will be like if it'll be those four, uh, Peacemaker and Deadshot are pretty classic Suicide Squad members, yeah. as is Harley. Joker, usually not, but I could see him being a part of it also. Um, uh, maybe it's just like a, maybe it's just because she loves him. Like the P&H thing. Isn't that just putting in Harley? Yes. Yeah. I, I, th- I think something else. called that correctly. Yeah, yeah. And I, it looked like most of the scenes that we saw from the trailer were all um, like pre isekai <laughs> So... I don't think they revealed too much. I don't know if this is... Uh, don't know how far into production all this jazz is, but I'm curious about that just because I'm a longtime DC fan. Uh, Suicide Squad's always been fun. I really liked the most recent Suicide Squad movie that James Gunn put out. We saw that. I thought that was a very good movie. That was uh, great. So yeah, I'm I'm super, uh, super interested in all that. Um, anything else on the anime announcements there you wanted to call out and talk about? Do you think the Suicide Squad will be in the Isekai Quartet? <sighs> That Do you know what the Isekai show? Quartet is? Yeah, that it's a show with all the Isekai people like together in a school, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like all, all of the Isekais are all... That would be funny good. if they did. Uh, I don't know how that works uh, for anime production at all, or how that cooperation no works, but that would be pretty funny for Joker to show up in that uh, in that group. Or make like a cameo, at least. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, let's go to manga stuff then, because we got a bunch of English releases and dates and stuff. Um, Smoking Mind the Supermarket with you, which we've talked about on this podcast before. English release slated to start February 20th, 2024. Uh, there will be a new Naruto one-shot focused on Naruto's dad. That is incoming. I don't think we got a date on that just yet. Um, infamous original work parentheses it's a hentai metamorphosis by shindo l is getting a new hardcover english release early 2024 uh omniscient <laughs> readers viewpoint that i think you read that one don't you get him okay can we pause real quick uh, no wait, we're not gonna pause we're gonna keep going we'll get to the okay. end uh it's gonna be published in english by eyes press uh okay, that's baki awesome. that's great. baki the grappler is getting official english release from comic key um kaoru hana wa rintusaku that's the fragrant flower blooms with dignity uh english release in 2024 by katakawa uh, Initial D is getting an English print release, which I, I don't know if we've ever had that in the past. Um, and then Medalist, which is a great series uh, that that I talked about a couple weeks ago, also getting a release in spring 2024 from Kodansha. So anything on this list stand out to you that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, maybe just one. Um, <laughs> why the... What? Like, why is Metamorph... Like, do they release hentai in English? Do they do that? I think they do. I don't see... I don't think most comic places carry it like but i don't think barnes and i, I don't think barnes and noble is going to sell metamorphosis but they might um they, i don't know this just this just came up on my timeline when i was like scrolling you know liking all the like you know new release this in english this in english and it was like a couple of tweets were like by the way metamorphosis is getting a new hardcover english release um i wonder hold on i want to see it, if amazon has it like is it already up and are we getting a new one Metamorph. It's weird that they announced that at an expo because that's like yes, so- that is also strange. I it, Amazon does not have Metamorphosis by by Shindoel listed. Wait, I spelled it wrong. No, here it is. Hold on, <laughs> paperback. That's wild. Next one French edition. That's just that's just nudity. All right. Well, I'm glad I didn't put that on screen. Um. It yeah, is $30 so- paperback. I assume this is... 
UK imports. <laughs> it's in English, I guess. Maybe it's just hardcover bonus. I don't know. Um, this is, I mean, this is like one of the most memed anti doujinshi. It is ever? so far. Yeah, it's so far from vanilla. Like, it is also not, even... not a pleasant. Yeah, it is not yeah. normal oh, by oh. any any stretch of the imagination. So first, I'm surprised it's getting an English release. Two, I'm surprised that they would say that in Expo. Or anyone would not say an Expo. <laughs> because they well, aren't, aren't there presumably like some children and underage people there? Like, I, oh, But I think would... you can say, like, I think you can say, we're going to publish this, right? Like, I mean, I don't think you need to... You don't have to be like, here's preview pages of it, right? Like, you can just say, yeah, we're going to publish a copy of this. Uh, and, and little Timmy's sitting next to his mom's like, I've never heard of that. Let me look it up. You know? <laughs> I feel, man, I, it's it feels like one of those things that's like, if you're in the... I feel like if you're in the anime sphere or the manga sphere, it's kind of like getting rickrolled on the internet, right? But it's like a, on a smaller scale. Like, if you're in... If you're on an anime Discord or a manga Discord or any of those things and you haven't been, like metamorphosis like oh go read it it's so wholesome um that's literally like the rick rolling of the anime community it's it is it is the evolution of go watch boku no pico right? boku no pico yeah like that was that was the thing for like 10 years and then metamorphosis has is now sort of like the new like oh go read it it's so wholesome uh like go watch it yeah that's sort of the evolution right is you got rick rolled and then if you're an anime community you got go watch boku no pico and then now it's go read metamorphosis that is the sort of general internet anime manga you are getting trolled this is not what you think it is type thing well well shit man sell the porn i i i ain't against it uh it's just it's just baffling it's just uh i, I didn't expect it yeah well whenever uh 2024 comes around uh no I'll, how about this if you're watching this and you own a copy of shindo l's metamorphosis or any other works by acclaimed artist Shindo L, let us know in the comments. We would, I would love to hear about what is available in the West, because I have not I have not purchased any of these. I am not a one, I'm not a manga collector, two, that means I am also very much not a hentai collector. So I like manga. It's okay, I guess. Have you read there's this really wholesome romance thing called Metamorphosis by Shindo L? <laughs> no, no, let me, um, let me look that up. Uh, okay. Is, is there anything else? Uh, initial D is an interesting one. I thought, and then medalist I'm hyped for medalist. That is an amazing series. Uh, I, and I really love the covers for medalist. It's one of those things. It's like, I might buy, I might buy that. Cause it's not very, they're not too, uh, not that many chapters out and the covers are like so good. And that's something medalist is something I feel like I could hand to like any age, any gender, any sex, any anything, and be like, read this, and I think you'll enjoy it. Like, Medalist is, like, universally really pretty good, so. Right. Uh, excited for that one. Honestly, all good stuff on this list uh, of manga stuff you mentioned, uh, especially Metamorphosis. Um, the Naruto thing seems boring. Uh, they've done a few Naruto side stories, one with Sasuke recently. Yeah, I uh, wasn't that the one where Sasuke fought, was... like, Velociraptors or something? Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I yeah. admit. It was stupid, this was, but it's cool. I don't remember if we talked about it, but this was like, they did some kind of voting for, is it Kishimoto, right? Is the Naruto author? Yeah. Uh, they did some kind of voting for like, oh, somebody's going to get a side story. And I think Naruto's dad won. And so that's what, that's what this is. Naruto's so. boring, dumb dad won somehow. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, confession. Sorry, it's a I hot have, take. I have consumed essentially zero Naruto, right? Like I have dipped my toes into bleach. Um, cause I thought that that appealed to me more than Naruto. I have heard that the first part of Naruto, uh, is okay or pretty good. Uh, maybe so. Naruto, Naruto is pretty good in retrospect. It's pretty good. Uh, the first part is, uh, very Shippuden good. is the part that I think you have told me specifically that after it kind of hits Shippuden, it's like not nearly as good. Yeah. In my opinion, it's not nearly as good, but it has one arc in it that I think is the best arc in the series. Mm, okay. So I think the beginning of Shippuden is also very good. But okay. uh, after that arc that I consider to be the best in the series, there's still a lot left, and I think it goes downhill pretty fast. I'm going to Google, how many chapters is Naruto? Because I think it's like 700 chapters. Yes, yeah, 699 chapters. Um, I don't think you'd have a bad time reading it, but also, yeah, I guess it, I guess it's a good read. I think it, it would be worth a read if 
Do you think it's better than Bleach? Because I did try to read Bleach. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay, that's okay. Easily better than Bleach, yeah. That's wild to me, but maybe. Maybe maybe I'll do a video on I tried to read Naruto. Here's how it went. Um, (laughs) Cool. Anything else in this manga list you wanted to bring up? Uh, Smoking Behind the Supermarket with you. I am glad that is coming out. I wish I understand the complexity behind licensing, producing, and publishing a manga in English. I wish these came a little faster because by the time we get like the first volume in English of Smokey Behind Supermarket with you, that series is going to be almost three years old, which is kind of shitty in my opinion. Right. I, I, I don't know. I I don't want to belabor the point because I bring this up like every other week, but I really wish they were on top of just translate them faster, get them out, publish them as fast as you can. It would be better for everybody. So I have to wonder if like print media is just more expensive here or something. Like the actual production of the books. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, potentially. I I do not doubt that that's one of the many sort of complex reasons why we don't get things uh, in a timely fashion, but... Yeah, because they don't yeah, want to take risks with anything that will flop, right? Uh, or, true, I, true. Yeah, I have to think that's the case, but I, I don't know the real answer. So if somebody knows, let us know. I'm curious. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know, too. If there's, I'm sure there's not a single answer. I think it's a complex one, but... Uh, yeah. Speaking of simple answers... Tell me about Mashal. This Mashal published its last chapter back on Sunday on July, what is that, the 2nd, I believe? Yeah, July 2nd, Mashal has ended. It's over. Um, We talked about two or three weeks ago, you talked about how good the sort of climax battle was going. So how how did you feel? Tell me how you felt about Mashal overall, about the last chapter, about the final everything. Uh, Overall, uh, good ending. Good series. Uh, you have to go into it knowing it's a parody, and it stays in parody. It is just a massive shitpost, and it is a ton of fun. And the ending, I, there, there are no panels uh, I put up for the ending, because it is effectively just like a, a narrated epilogue. It was cute. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was safe. Uh, and yeah, it wrapped up the series pretty well. And I, I think it's worth a read. If you... Want it's a not story super long. Of, it's what 140, 160 something chapters. So and the chapters are fast. And they're yeah, long, it's, a, it's right? a very action heavy, very goof heavy, like you mentioned. So yeah, it, you'll have a good time reading it. Just don't take it seriously, and because it doesn't take itself seriously. So uh, yeah, it's it's Saitama from One Punch Man going to Hogwarts is how I describe it, and it stuck it stuck to that the whole way through. So yep, yeah, I read the first I don't know fifteen or twenty chapters. It was fun. I don't necessarily feel the need to continue it but i might might go back and get through it it's it's short and easy like you were talking about so cool um i i think there one thing that is uh that you would like out of it is how creative the fights are mm -hmm. because you have to make a guy who is super strong interesting uh in fighting situations and you can't just keep punching people like deku does um so mash has a million different ways that he wins fights unconventionally using his muscles. Um, yeah, so I think I think uh, like he's fighting a water guy. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. He's fighting a water guy, and he took a bucket and did like the Saitama million side steps in a second just to <laughs> scoop all the water out, like like a, a flood's worth of water out in a second. Right? Um, yeah. it, it's goofy stuff like that, and it's great. Yeah, I. I think I will probably get to this eventually. I'll be in the mood for something light and I'll be like, oh, I can probably get through this in a couple days. Um, yeah, exciting. Yeah. I hope um, I hope this author comes back to Jump. I, I think Jump always has room for more f- just straight funny and fun things. I And I really appreciate this author ended stuff on their own terms. I think that is smart and good. I like it when authors do that. Um, it didn't get axed. So yeah, go yeah. check out Mashal. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. No, go back. Um, so let's do a quick, I just want to do a quick little minute or two discussion on all the new stuff um, that Jump has published because it's been a lot. Uh, let's start out with, did you read chapter two of Icehead Gill? Because we talked about this last week um, and we mentioned how a lot of our opinion on it relied on chapter two slowing way down and taking its time. Um, and I thought that it did. 
I also could not tell you a single thing that happened. I do not remember anything from it. It was not very memorable, but I do remember reading it and thinking it did slow down. Good for I said Gil. I uh, I intended to, but I'll be honest, I forgot that this manga existed. So um, I'll go do that yeah. for next time. Yeah, uh, I think this is... Uh, uh, what, what did you think of it? I Again, I you forgot that it existed. I read it and forgot that it existed. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that says. I, I, it still could become something that is okay. Uh, it is nothing is, is grabbed me and seemed outstanding or good enough. Um, I, I believe this is the author's first serialized work. Um, so for a first serialized work, I think it's going pretty well, at least for the first two chapters. It's not, New Age Exorcist. I'll keep calling that out as maybe one of the worst things Jump has ever published. That, that was uh, so bad. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I definitely will continue reading it. You know, for I'll try to get usually try to get one volume, which is six, seven, eight chapters. Um, but yeah, I it's I don't know. It feels kind of forgettable, and That's I don't know n- nothing unique or memorable about it. So we'll see. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll keep going too. Um, it was mean of me to forget. I, I was, was I was semi positive on the first chapter, so I'll no, I'm as well. legitimately. I read it on Sunday. I like you know, wake up, roll over my bed, pull my phone out, read all the manga, um, and then I'm thinking about what we're doing for episodes, like either later in the day or maybe on Monday. And it, and I was like, oh yeah, chapter two of I said Gil happened, and I could not, I cannot tell you a single event that happened in that chapter, which <laughs> oh, I don't think is good, good. which is not great. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about some good stuff then. Uh, yeah, Marshall Master Asumi, the MMA, which is has a good has a great abbreviation. I like that it's called Marshall Master Asumi and it is abbreviated MMA. Um, we've got three chapters of that. This is pretty good. I think this is legitimately. This actually might be the best thing of the new uh, I, the new yeah. grouping. I think this this could go really far. I like this a lot. It's the best of the. I, I didn't expect. I, I thought it would be pretty good because uh, of the sumo manga. Uh, this this author released previously, but I didn't expect it to be the best of a lot. I, I actually like it. I'm enjoying it more than I then, did Tenmaku at, at yeah. this period. You know, I mean, I would even um, say that it's kind of more interesting than Tenmaku. I I like Tenmaku, and I think that the art there I don't think is beaten by anything. Uh, but it also is very. I like the three main characters in Tenmaku, and I don't like any. The side characters are all kind of boring and forgettable. They aren't. I would not be surprised to see Tenmaku Cinema fail because it is not, it is not high energy. It it is kind of fun, but not really fun. I don't know. It it's too slow to get to what it wants to get to. Yeah, uh, it really needs to. Yeah, it really needs to go somewhere. It is definitely taking its time. I wonder if they promised the author because they were previously established guys who did um, Shokugeki no Soma. I wonder if they promised them. You know, hey, we won't, we won't axe your manga in 22 chapters like we do with some of these other guys you know you've got a year or you've got you know 18 months or something so maybe taking their time will be fine um 100 they did um you think this because i because yeah, i would not absolutely tenured manga uh mangaka get leeway um yeah, same thing with kishimoto and samurai 8 uh even though it was like not doing well uh it went for a long time and he got to conclude it on his turn so there you go so yeah so i i mean but yeah, Martial Master Asumi, I think, is really good. Action's really good. The two main characters are great. I love the dad. It was fun in this last chapter who they were fighting. Um, Me too. I, and I'm, I'm curious to where it goes. I don't think we need to spend any time kind of predicting. I hope he, I hope that they gets into some real MMA fighting uh, or, you know, time skips to some other thing or there's some... I, I am always looking for a solid through line of... Where does the character want to go? What do they want? What do they need? Those those sorts of things. So, um, but yeah, MMA, loving. Um, Kill Blue is kind of the last thing on my list. I don't like this. I we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I haven't been reading it the last two months. Maybe um, Kill Blue. I think is from what I have heard of reception the most popular of the new things in Japan right now. Oh, okay. Which well, could be. You know, I, I didn't think it was like heinous or anything. Uh, yeah, but... I. I also yeah, I agree. It I isn't. Agree. It is certainly not bad or offensive. I just thought it was mostly boring um, and a little kind of tonally inconsistent. Uh, I also wonder. I always have to wonder when stuff is more popular in Japan than in the West. Here, if it is a translation thing, sometimes translations can make things 
more boring or miss wordplay or maybe it's not maybe it's more fun in japan i don't know um but yeah i would be interesting to keep an eye on all of these so no uh the last little note here on all these new uh weekly shonen jump manga is that none of them have had a volume one published yet those will be coming fairly soon uh we should be getting tenmaku cinema volume one i want to say probably in like a month or two uh and then we'll kind of get them maybe a for like a, a solid month two months after that um that is more that will more establish what is successful and was not successful as much as there's what's called the toc rankings which are sort of like what people were reading and how they sort of ranked the series. Those series, those rankings have never actually determined what gets cut. What really determines what gets cut is volume sales, um, volume sale growth over time, uh, and stuff like that. So if you sell low volume one and you do not grow, then, you know, for essentially they give them, I want to say like three volumes because that's about 20 chapters. And then if by the third volume, you're not growing, you're canceled. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping MMA is well, uh, assuming is, is well-received as well. Uh, I guess we'll see. Cool. Let's take a quick break real quick, and we will be right back with our one more things. Okay. Do you need to actually take a break or no? No, nah, I'm good. Okay, cool. Let's go on with it. Already. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, here's what I did the past, actually just like two days over the weekend, uh, July 4th and July 3rd, I guess. Uh, I read Brandon Sanderson's Tress of the Emerald Sea. Uh, this is part of a big, was it a Kickstarter push that Brandon Sanderson did last year to publish these four secret novels. This is the first of those secret novels. I've had this for like almost, I mean, like five months now and just hadn't gotten around to reading it, read it. It was wonderful, really good. I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, it is very much a sort of Brandon Sanderson spin on the Princess Diaries. So if you think that would interest you, uh, give it a check out. And Brandon Sanderson is very sort of involved with the mechanics of magic, the mechanics of his world and stuff like that. So uh, that, is, that is awesome sounding. I love the Princess Diaries. I check this out then. I mean, this is legitimately like a really, it's a really easy read. It took me, like I said, two days to read it. Probably only like maybe 10 or 12 hours total. Um, oh, I was it was, and it's really right. good. Legitimately. Really Princess good. Diaries is pretty good. You're thinking the, you're saying the Anne Hathaway movie, Princess Diaries. Or are you talking about the Princess Bride? I was thinking Princess Bride. Is it, is Princess Bride. I get those confused. Yeah. yeah Princess yeah. Bride yeah. is what I'm thinking of. The fantasy. Oh, okay, okay. Fantasy. I love the Princess Bride. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah. Princess. I also love the Princess Diaries. I do think that's an awesome that movie, movie with Anne Hathaway. But I was not talking about that. Yeah. You're right. Princess Bride. Yes. Uh, that cover is really pretty. Yeah. Well, the cover rate, the binding, and everything. Um, what is a tress? Uh, tress is the name of the girl. The essential. So essentially, the the premise of this is, tress is a plain normal girl on you know a small backwoods island. Uh, and the boy that she loves is like the the mayor's son. He gets shipped off and is lost at sea, and she kind of escapes the island to go after and look for him. Um, the the sort of Brandon Sanderson sciency, not sciency, like magic science, cool mechanic world thing is that the world that she lives on has twelve moons. Each of those twelve moons is continually dumping spores onto her planet those spores um land on her planet and under the under the spores there's like air coming up so the idea essentially brandon has said is based on like liquefaction of sand right if you like pump air up through sand it like turns in, it turns into a liquid so essentially there's air coming up through these spores so that she sails on these spore seas that's kind of the cool magic thing. And if, if any water gets on the spores, crazy stuff happens. The emerald sea that she comes from, right? The emerald spores, if you get water on them, they grow these like enormous, uh, like enormous vines and branches and stuff. So uh, there's lots of cool fantasy, sciencey kind of stuff behind all of that. And it's a really interesting world of, you know, these massive moons dumping spores, which are then liquefied through with air pumping from underneath that you sail on. And sometimes the air stops and the seas you know, come to a stop. So they're at one point in the story, they're in like a naval ship battle and the seas stop. And so the other ship is like, Oh, well they're just sitting there. We can just shoot back at them. 
Um, but it's also very kind of a uh, little bit of Treasure Island in there. There's a lot of pirating, kind of her being on a pirate ship is, is a big part of it. So uh, really fun. Can't, can't recommend it enough. Well, definitely better than the last one or two Brandon Sanderson books I've read, although they're all, I think, very good. So, Yeah, the guy's a talent. For sure. All right, tell me what you've done this past week. Uh, yeah, so uh, this weekend, um, well, firstly, most importantly, I read Nausicaa uh, with my buddy Bruce over here. Uh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that in, in our video. We have, and that video uh, is up now. That got yeah, go, this go check it so out. You can go check it out. It was a, it was a really good discussion. I thoroughly enjoyed Nausicaa. Um, as did you, right? You you, you liked the first well, chapter. Oh so yeah, I yeah. Very impressed with how good the first volume was. The more than I was expecting for sure of something from 1982, right? Which sometimes older things don't don't hold up in the modern day, but it, Nausicaa really does. Very good. Honestly, uh, you guys should check out the first volume slash chapter it's called a chapter uh in this publication of uh nausicaa and keep up with us it, it will be a ton of fun i promise yeah we're doing a little read through on the channel so check that out yeah uh aside from that i watched ford versus ferrari it was great i thought it was a very fun entertaining movie um and dark and sad at a few points but all in all i thought it was a wild ride it is really funny how these huge things happen, like Ford making a sports car all happened over petty grievances. Um, yes. The story like, of the Ford GT is one of the most interesting ones. It's they got, what is it? They like got mad at Porsche. Is it Porsche that they are like mad at? I think? They were mad at Ferrari. Because, Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's in the fucking title. Uh, they like mad at Ferrari. They build their own sports car. They race in Le Mans once, win it. And then they don't ever go back. Like they, Ford has never been back to Le Mans. Oh no, no, no! They 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 won three years after that. Um, but then they oh they like okay they, okay yeah. yeah maybe they won for like a couple of years and then they just have never been back. So maybe that's what it is. I know that it's uh, like they just like did it and were like haha we're the best and then just did, never went back. Yeah, they they won for a few years and then then they I, I'm assuming they stopped pouring money into making good cars. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it's, it was a, it was over a petty grievance when they tried to buy out Ferrari's team, and Enzo Ferrari told them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, uh, and I, I looked it up afterwards. It's the same way Lamborghini started. Is uh, Enzo Ferrari had an argument with whatever Lamborghini, and he's like, "I can make my own sports cars better than you," and uh, that's how Lamborghini came to be. It's all over. I want to say Ferrari has spawned like three or four or five different car manufacturers or models or something as i want to say lamborghini like i think maserati maybe also is an offshoot of ferrari at some point back in their ancient history but yeah i, I think it's just hilarious how insane human innovation comes from uh some guy's ego getting a little hurt <laughs> yeah i googled it real quick maserati was initially associated with ferrari <laughs> so that's all the, yeah it's, it's just it's it's so funny we, we have these super machines that defy defy the uh, laws of physics sometimes it feels like that were all innovated and created because uh two egotistical narcissistic old men yeah um had an argument over lunch because yeah. enzo ferrari one was really good at making cars and two an absolute asshole <laughs> it's like, an absolute asshole or uh, good had a great team of making cars yeah to, to be fair uh ford was also an asshole but oh, it, it's okay. just funny it's just like, two petty assholes uh, having a little fight, having a little tiff, led to millions upon millions being spent to create this these beastly machines. You know, yeah, with a bunch uh, of car companies that are still around today and car models that are still sold today. Right, Ferrari, Maserati. What was the other one we mentioned? Uh, Lamborghini. Uh, Lamborghini. The Ford GT, I think, is still sold. Although it is a very, very different car than it was in 1962 or whatever that was. But yeah, this is a really good movie. I saw this a year, maybe a year and a half ago. But yeah, it's great. Uh, I, yeah, it was solid. Christian Bale's one of the greatest working actors today, maybe the greatest one. Matt Damon also very good. I I would say uh, Bale is probably the best. I in the past I would have given it to uh, Daniel Day Lewis, but I, he I think Christian does less Bale, work now. But yeah, also an exceptional he, actor. He does less work, but and also Christian Bale works his body for for every role he's in, and yeah. I don't know how how he manages to do that how he has a willpower to do that but um yeah, very method actually. yeah 
Uh, Matt Damon asked him, fun fact, Matt Damon asked him, he was like, how did you lose so much weight for this role? And uh, Bale was like, oh, it was simple. I just stopped eating. Yeah, I mean, he's talked about, so he did, Christian Bale did The Machinist, where he went down to like, now Christian Bale's like 6'2", I think, like maybe 6'3", 6'1". He's like, he's pretty tall. Um, he got down to like 110 pounds or something, which he's is, ins- which is insane for the machinist. And he ate like, he ate like one apple and a little thing of like applesauce or yogurt, like every day and drank water or like didn't drink that much water to look like more gaunt. And then in the span of like nine months bulked up to like 280 for Batman immediately after that. And they, and, and they told him yeah. when he was on Batman, like, hey, you bulked up too much. Can you lose more pounds? And he was like, okay, and lost like 30 pounds and was like, yeah, svelte 255 or something for Bat- for Batman. So, I, I can't even imagine having that much self-restraint. I truly can't. I, I, it's, I, it's I, do not, I just do, simply do not have that much yeah. self-restraint. <laughs> Man. Well, uh, he said he said he's going to stop doing these full transformations after this because he i'm sure die, it has to take a toll on his body yeah yeah cool well uh anything else for this week i think we've uh i think we've about covered it uh no that's about it cool uh thank you everyone so much for being with us don't forget if you want to check out a little bit more curated content the white gray black youtube channel is there uh check us out on youtube on this channel white gray black weekly manga podcast uh that's where we do this podcast once a week, and like Gautam mentioned, we're doing that Nausicaa read-through. Uh, volume 1 is up. We'll have Volume 2 up uh, uh, next Wednesday morning, I will say. Uh, look for that on Wednesdays. Look for this podcast on Saturdays. Um, you can also listen to us always on your favorite podcast distributor of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. All those great things. Uh, if you want to help us out, the best thing you can do, give us a like, give us a subscribe stick around watch our watch our stuff we can't ask for anything more uh we could ask for anything more we could ask for money patreon.com slash manga if you want to give us a little bit of cash there uh we do have bonus episodes up there so you're not you're not paying money for nothing uh check me out on twitter at wgb manga if you want to suggest something or chat with me leave a comment uh leave a review on your podcast thing that's apparently a big thing that i i learned really recently go leave a review on apple podcasts that that would be great for us um Yeah, other than that, thank you so much for being with us this week. See you, everyone. Please come back next week, and don't forget to read more manga.